0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Dominic Tartamella. Welcome back, Uh, returning listeners. Welcome to the new listeners. If there are any, this is episode 102. We're in it. We're in it. We're going a little slower lately. Going a little slower. haven't seen as many movies, but I'm still there. I'm still kicking. I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet, but uh, 2024, uh, you know, so far what I've seen, uh, t- t- not the greatest, uh, I mean, i seen the last couple of podcast episodes, i seen the Mean Girls musical, that was pretty enjoyable, if you're a fan of Mean Girls, then the last fucking episode, you know what I saw, you know what I saw, I saw Argyle, and spoiler alert, I thought it was a piece of shit. Uh, you could you could listen to more of that on the previous episode, uh, but we're not going to talk about Ar- Argyle anymore because it just gives me a fucking headache. I can rant and rave about that, um, and I did on the previous episode. So if you're interested in that, check it out. But Valentine's Day is approaching, of course. Um, I will have something Valentine's-related. I, I teased in the last episode as well. Uh, but yeah, Valentine's Day, fun times. There's Valentine's movies, right? You could watch... Um, traditional valentine's movies, romance, uh, romantic, Uh, you could watch murderous valentine's day movies, there's horror movies uh, that I love, My Bloody Valentine and a a few others, Uh, you know, or you could do like unconventional valentine's movies, the movie I'm going to get into in a little bit is kind of like, it could be an unconventional kind of valentine's movie, obviously Halloween vibes uh, with the subject matter, but you could, could, it's, it's got some love in there, so that's that's an unconventional one, but we also got Super Bowl coming up Sunday. Um, trailers. I mean, I, I watch this and I watch Super Bowl, have a couple beers, I play some bets. I'm not a huge sports fan. I go in and out of it, uh, baseball, football, but I haven't paid attention to any football this year. But I will be watching the Super Bowl uh, like a lot of other people will be, and I'll be focusing on the game. But I'll also be dedicating a lot of my energy to the commercials. Uh, what is it? What is it about the commercials? They're just so enjoyable, and especially as a movie fan, there's usually some good teasers, right? Uh, there's rumors that there's going to be the Deadpool three uh, trailer, which that's definitely one of my more anticipated films. Uh, what are other rumors? I think there's going to be a Planet of the Apes trailer from the the speculation. Uh, some insider information there, not not for me, because I ain't a fucking insider. I'm I'm an outsider. I'm way out there. I'm like in the middle of traffic somewhere, almost getting hit by a car, screaming for help. But insiders are saying that so, those are some of the trailers. Wicked, uh, the musical adaptation. There's a trailer uh, also coming out. Which Wicked comes out in November. It's an odd thing. Um, and and this ain't a movie thoughts podcast episode. If I don't somehow bring up Beetlejuice 2 uh, will there be a Beetlejuice 2 trailer I don't know possibly I'm hoping I'm hoping there's something but it's way too early so I understand if there isn't but then at the same time if they're going to do a wicked trailer which that movie comes out in November it's like then it's going to feel like come on you're cheating me but yeah I'm definitely interested in the movie trailers I hope there's some surprises uh, I miss the day's Oh, man, pre-internet, you know, back in the day, especially even not even movie-related commercials, but Super Bowl commercials in general, I miss the spontaneous factor of those trailers. Because you didn't have the internet, right? You didn't have uh, the internet listing all the trailers or showing clips of the trailers or releasing the trailers. That's a fucking big thing that happens now, too, is like... I keep saying trailers, I mean commercials as well, but, like, you know, the commercials nowadays air uh, online, or they're they're shown, sometimes they're even shown on TV already, and that, that's, like, annoying, because I like the surprise factor. Um, whether it's a fucking... It could be a Dorito commercial. You know, i I just rather watch the game, be surprised, see a cool commercial, be like, oh, that was a good one, look it up after if I want to watch it, but now they beat it over your head. They're like, oh, fucking... uh Uh, I don't know, fucking Taylor Swift or somebody's going to be in a fucking Super Bowl commercial. And then they're like, all right, here, we're going to play it 400 times. And then the game comes, you're like, i fucking seen this one. I don't want to deal with it anymore. So I miss those days of just seeing it. So I hope there is some surprises in there, uh, especially with the movie trailers. I hope there's a surprise. You know the surprise I'm talking about, as I just forementioned, like Beetlejuice, maybe. That's one surprise, but hopefully there's there might be something in there that i wasn't expecting that i'm like oh that's that's cool too so we will see and i'll probably probably do an episode depending on how i feel and what airs maybe i'll record an episode sunday night late cuz you know i'm not supposed to have work so <laughs> i'll be drinking all night maybe podcasting maybe late night maybe a little uh, Dom After Dark, if you will, that's uh, my spinoff podcast I'm working on, where I just breathe into the microphone like Barry White. Ah, sweeter, sweeter, just go into however you want, ah, whatever you want. Rip Barry White, Mr. Man, every day in my life, because we don't have something with that kind of fucking, that vocal range anymore. But what am I talking about? Why am I talking about Barry White? let's get back into it. Let's talk about this week's movie, Uh, of course. uh, So this is a little interesting one. And, uh, you know, the Frankenstein tale has been done to death, the bringing somebody back from the dead thing has been done to death. Uh, But there's a new spin on it. There's another new spin on it, and this film is called Lisa Frankenstein. And it is directed by Zelda Williams, who, drumroll, is the daughter of the late great Robin Williams I can't I mean I can't not I I, I can't not mention that I, I have to I have to say that as a daughter Robin Williams I mean I'm sure she's you know I'm sure she appreciates that notoriety from time to time maybe she's trying to shake it have a, a career of her own but you have to bring up that this is Robin Williams daughter because he's such a fucking legend right I don't want to go into the Robin Williams fucking impressions or anything. I am an impression of a hot dog. I don't want to do any of that. I'm not going to do any of that. But let's get into it. We're going to stay here clear. Let's let's do Zelda uh, the service of not going down the Robin Williams thing. Uh, Respect to her father, though. But this is her first feature-length film, uh, her directorial debut for a feature-length film. She's done a couple short films. Uh, It seems like she's done some music videos. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm down. Um, The script is also written by Diablo Cody, who is best known for writing Juno, where I think she won the Academy Award uh, back in the day, but she also did uh, Jennifer's Body, uh, which became, like, you know, Megan Fox, and it became a kind of cult movie. Full disclosure, I never got around to watching that movie completely. I've seen bits and pieces. Never sat down and watched the whole thing. I've heard I've heard, it's probably, when I get into this movie, I I would assume that I'll probably have the same feelings on that movie. Uh, It's something that wasn't, like, critically bashed or anything back in the day, but it it has a cult following. And cult following is definitely going to come into play with Lisa Frankenstein because right off the bat, I could see this movie being one of those movies, being one of those movies that, over time, it becomes this kind of cult classic People are shopping for the shirts for it in hot topic. They're wearing the fucking shirts. Uh, you know, somebody's got a fucking tattoo of one of the characters. I see it. I see it happen. Somebody's basing their whole personality on it. Uh but yeah, Lisa Frankenstein looked like a fun concept. Uh the film stars, but boom, boom, boom. Catherine Newton, Cole Spouse, Liza Sobrano uh, uh Carla Gugino. And a bunch of other people, Joe Crest. I definitely mangled a couple people's names in there. I'm just checking what this guy's done because I, he looked very familiar. Oh, this fuck! Wow, mind fucking blown. Mind fucking blown. If if I'm holy shit. Okay, so now I just ha- I came to this fucking revolution right on the podcast. So I was looking up Cole Sprouse, who plays the Frankenstein character. And I was like, okay, uh, what? Well, he looked a little familiar. So I was like, who is he? And he's fucking, he's the kid from Big Daddy. He's one of the kids because they are, they are twins, right? He's one of the kids. And that's wild. That just absolutely blew my mind. I'm like, this is what you're hearing, right? You're just hearing the, the shock, right? He was also on that show, The Sweet Life, uh, that was more known. But that's him. Holy fuck, that. That's mind blowing. We'll get into his performance in a minute. But yeah, kudos to Cole Sprouse because I don't even know if he's still actively working. Um I don't know if his brother's still doing stuff, but I that's cool. That's cool. Katherine Newton, of course, has been in a bunch of things lately. Um she was in recently in Ant Man, the newest Ant Man, where she replaced the previous actress's daughter. She was in uh, Detective Pikachu. She's she's in a bunch of things. She's in an upcoming horror movie, uh, Abigail, which looks pretty good. I saw the trailer tonight in the theater. And she was in Freaky with Vince Vaughn, which was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Freaky. Um, Just flipping the whole Freaky Friday thing on its head and making it about a killer. And he's kind of like Jason. But I like her. The stuff she's popped up in, I think she's a good actress. So this movie, I mean, listen, it's set in the 80s, I believe, 1989, uh, the character, that, <laughs> the character that Catherine Newton plays, her name is Lisa Swallows. Fucking one of my 10 years old Lisa Swallows. I, you know what I, I keep thinking about? Um, and obviously, Diablo Cody, you know, wrote that character's name on purpose like that, because she wanted to have that joke, but I'm thinking about fucking scary movie. Like, Gail Swallow. <laughs> This is, this is what you're listening to. If you're listening to this podcast right now, this is what you get. But you don't, you don't pay, so it's free. It's free, so you get to just take my humor and my my stupid childish jokes, and you get to just you got to take it, right? You take it or leave. You don't have to listen. But yeah, Gail that's uh, <laughs> fucking, I'm an asshole, doofy. Uh, why, why am I? This is a podcast. You're listening to this. You trust my expertise in movies, and me talking about movies enough that you're listening to this. Uh, but anyway, the movie set in the 80s. This teenager character, uh, this teenager named Lisa, she's kind of weird. She's gothic, and uh, you know her mother may have been murdered in front of her. That is a potential spoiler. I won't be heavy with the spoilers, although these movies like, like this, I mean, I really can't ruin the movie for you. But I will try to be light on all that stuff. So the character of Lisa is kind of like a goth, you know. She's kind of like a little bit like dark. She's hanging out in fucking graveyards. She's 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 fucking stenciling the names off the gravestones, and she's she's a weird kid. Uh, she doesn't really fit in. Um, and basically, what happens? She's like, I'm, I'm not gonna the, the the approach that they do in this film is is so strange, uh, but it it fits in the movie, right? The approach of bringing this Frankenstein character to life um and so in a nutshell there's a, she's obsessed over one grave in there and he comes to life i'm not going to ruin how he comes to life and you'll see how he comes to life but let's say he comes to life and then the fun really ensues because then uh you know all of Frankenstein in a little little different spin but there might be some murders that take place and maybe during some of those murders uh there's pieces taken from these victims and maybe put onto our Frankenstein character. Now, as I said, the movie is set in the eighties. It really has that eighties vibe. And I liked it. It's get opens with like that fucking song. The promise. I'm butchering the lyrics right now, but you know, the song, if you're an eighties fan and the soundtrack, Brings you back to that time. It feels like an 80s movie. Like It feels like something that would be in the uh, made in the 80s. Uh, I felt a little bit like a, a weird science vibe. Uh, I felt a little bit of a Heather's vibe with uh, Christian Slater and Winona Wright. I definitely felt that vibe. Uh, there's definitely some Tim Burton influences here as well. Uh, there's some parts that maybe reminded me a little bit of Edward Scissorhands. Uh, and then there was a movie in the '90s. Not a lot of people probably saw it. I enjoyed it. I have it on DVD. It's a movie that was always on TV. But uh, it's called My Boyfriend's Back, and it was basically like a, guy, a high school student dying and then coming back as like a zombie and eating people. And it was it's a stupid fucking movie, but it's enjoyable. And I if you if you've seen it, it Lisa Frankenstein feels a little bit like that. But anyway from this movie you could you know expect the dark humor uh definitely murders this is a PG-13 movie so it doesn't go like fucking crazy where you're but there is some blood and stuff like that so uh, expect that a little bit but yeah i i had fun with this movie overall i mean it's an hour and 40 minutes it starts off a little slow and i think i i wasn't i want to say I was a little bit bored in the beginning but it also takes time where takes time to get it tuned to like the world you're in and like the humor there was maybe some stuff in the beginning that i wasn't really uh you know laughing at i was but i was like i was giggling here and there and i gotta say like i didn't roll on the floor at this movie i didn't sit there like oh my god it's hysterical. i didn't laugh like seth rogan but like it was pretty funny it was funny it was enjoyable um there's some stuff that like is left baby where i don't know if it was on a cutting room floor maybe they cut the movie up there's some stuff that uh is a little bit left unanswered uh towards the end of the movie but overall it's enjoyable it's an enjoyable spin on the frankenstein thing as i said i appreciated the 80s vibe uh there's you know kind of like a obviously in any fucking movie like this there's some romances going on some failed romances uh, changing of popularity in school and whatnot and all that stuff. Uh, Carla Gugino, who's in everything, uh, obviously she's last. Uh, she was last in, um, I think it was House of Usher on Netflix, the Mike Flanagan series, which I absolutely fucking loved. She's always great. She's in a smaller role, uh, but she plays um, the character of Lisa's stepmother, so she's she's enjoyable. Everybody in this movie is pretty good. I had fun with the cast. I felt like they felt they fit the time period. And now knowing that's the fucking kid from Big Daddy, my fucking, my mind is like, <sighs> I fucking literally I'm holding my brains right now because I didn't realize that. But he was good. And it shows that he's, like now it makes sense that he was good because he's been acting fucking forever. And he's, a lot of this movie, he's silent. Like he doesn't even talk. He just kind of like, oh, grunts like Frank, a la Frankenstein. Uh, but Catherine Newton doing her thing, having fun. It's a it's a weird fucking movie. Like you see the trailers, and you have to expect that. I definitely definitely compare it to Heather's. If I had to go off the top of my head, the movie that it feels like, uh, and I they definitely have a, um uh, definitely had an influence on it. But I appreciated that. Uh, it's it's quirky. It's quirky. Some of the, a lot of the stuff doesn't um hit like humor wise or didn't hit for me but i think overall it's enjoyable It, fat i can't stress enough it felt like an 80s movie because it felt like a, an old movie like it felt like this felt like something i would have caught on like hbo from 1985 when i was like eight or something like that like so just something that was on tv that was playing on TV just those kind of movies just like I said I fucking watched my boyfriend's back in the 90s when I was a kid like I this would have been on TV too this would have been something I would have watched I'm like oh this is weird this is kind of goofy and scary and weird and this the <laughs> it's, it doesn't explain itself too much as far as the science behind uh how this Frankenstein character comes back and uh more so how the body parts are they, well, you see how the body parts are attached, but like, there's something with a tanning bed. That kind of is the uh, is the 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 replacement of, you know, the electrical shit and like the original Frankenstein. If you look at it like that, so the 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 tanning bed stands in for this one, and it works. Uh but yeah, it's the ending. There's some wild shit that happens at the ending. I mean, it's not like crazy, crazy where you're like, wow, you're gonna expect it. You're gonna kind of see it coming, but there's some weird, uh, funny stuff that happens at the ending that I, I will not spoil. But overall, Lisa Frankenstein, fun movie. I could, I could recommend it. Like, I could. I don't know if it's necessarily something to run out, uh, you know, and leave the, th- to leave the house and be like, oh, I gotta go see this. But it's a, it's a fun movie. This would have probably been something. I think I would appreciate it more around Halloween because it has that, you know, spooky fucking ghoulish vibe. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay in the beginning of the year starting with something like that. It doesn't overstay its welcome either. As I said, it starts off a little bit slower. uh, But the movie's an hour and 40 minutes, so it, it flies by. And once it gets going and once it gets interesting and they start doing what they're doing and fucking around and maybe killing people... It starts getting you, right? Pulls you in. And it's it, it's not over long. Like that was my big problem with Argyle if you listen to the last episode. Fucking very long. Two hours and twenty minutes. Just too long for that movie. But for an hour and forty minutes, this movie doesn't expect too much from you. Uh but yeah, I like the marketing campaign behind it. it was, there's even a poster, there's a couple posters that I like, but they feel like older posters. They're not like Photoshopped heads floating in the air. They feel like old eighties posters. So I appreciate it. And I, I think that like Diablo Cody, obviously fucking Oscar winning uh screenwriter and a talented screenwriter, uh, does a good job with the script here, but like more so, Zelda Williams, this is her first feature film. And I think it's pretty fucking good. I think it's enjoyable. Like, listen, it's not gonna win the awards, it's not gonna change your life, but as I said, it's gonna resonate with people, and I think it's gonna have a cult following i think it's it's only a matter of time before this movie is is something that people go back to and enjoy you know it'll it'll sit there with movies like jennifer's body and and other older cult movies like heather's it'll fit right with that so yeah i could recommend it i could recommend it i think my wife enjoyed it for the most part and as I said, it's a popcorn movie. You go in there, you have fun with it. You fucking leave. You feel a little bit like, oh, that was a cool concept. It was different. It was different. And and yet again, that fucking kid from Big Daddy uh, that I want to say his name because I say his name. Uh, Cole Sprouse does a good job. Really with what he's doing because a lot of grunts, a lot of grunts, a lot of eye stuff. Um, yeah, good for him. Good for this cast. Decent movie. I don't know how it's being received critically, or let's check, let's check how it is financially, let's check what the budget was, it was, it couldn't have been expensive, $13 million, which is nothing, it could definitely make that, I think, um, with good word of mouth and, and shit like that, but yeah, enjoyable, I'm, now I'm curious to see the next thing that Zelda Williams does, and if she keeps uh, with movies of this style, uh, the kind of Burton-esque kind of world, that's cool, Um yeah, Maybe I'll finally check out Jennifer's body at some point. I did see that Diablo Cody said that this is, like, set in the same universe. I don't know if that really matters in the big scheme of things. Uh, But she wrote both, so maybe. But, yeah, Lisa Frankenstein. Liked it. Enjoyed it. Fun little movie. Uh, Definitely a relief. After coming off of like Argyle, which was like, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Check out the other episodes. Uh, As I said, Argyle, all the other shit. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, welcome. This is the Movie Thoughts podcast. Me laughing about stupid jokes, making myself laugh for 20 minutes. Uh, Check me out on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Reels. Sometimes I post funny videos on there. Sometimes I don't. Also, check me out on the other podcast I do with my friend Ryan called the It's a Long Road podcast. It's a Rambo podcast. We're closing out the final Rambo movie. We're doing some stupid stuff. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's pretty much it, guys and gals. Thanks for listening and have a good night.